So wait, discipuli, discipuli, quilingua latinae, mihi valde placet, vobiscum iterum loqui, et vos pulcrum linguam latinam aeternam ducere. But why do I say salvete? I should be saying valete. Valete literally means be well, y'all, be strong. The Romans used valete for goodbye, that sad time of parting when we have to stay strong so that one day we might meet again. And I reckon I need to be strong, because we amici et amici have reached the end of our run, our cursus, and must soon say, Walete. But hey, dum loquimur, fugit tempus. In our most recent lecture, we compared adjectives and adverbs and began reading a Latin inscription as an illustration of how we work to do the best we can with whatever knowledge of Latin syntax we can muster, and with a dictionary. Inscriptions are especially intriguing. The authors of these texts were often, like us, not experts in all the niceties of Latin grammar and syntax. Inscriptions permit everyday people to speak to us without intermediaries directly from the ancient stones on which they inscribed their words. Today, we finish that inscription. If you'd like to consult it from time to time, you will find it, of course, in your guidebook. As you will recall, Furia Space, a freedwoman, set up a tombstone for her deceased husband. We have translated the beginning of the inscription. Please repeat. Animae sanctae colendae dis manibus. Sacrum furia space hoc fecit. Lucio sempronio firmo. Coniugi carissimo mihi. Ut cognovi? Puer puella obligati amori parte. Furia Space has dedicated this funerary altar to the divine spirit of a soul deserving of reverence, to Lucius Sempronius Firmus, a husband most dear to me. As soon as I became acquainted with him, we, a girl and a boy, became bound equally in love. That was the beginning of the first sentence. We continue with additional subordinate clauses. Please repeat. Cum quo vixi tempore minimo. Et quo tempore vivere debuimus. Amanu mala. Diseparatisumus. Let us begin with the first clause, cum quo vixi tempore minimo. Cum plus the ablative means with, and quo looks suspiciously ablative. But to whom could quo refer? Yes, indeed, Lucius Sempronius, Furia's most beloved husband. So how do we translate cum quo? With whom? We arrive at weeksy. You've seen this verb before. Please practice its parts. We wo we were. Weeksy victim. It means to live. So what does Furia tell us in the first person singular? I lived with him. 
or more literally, with whom I lived. But she goes on, tempore minimo. Minimus is the superlative degree of parvus. Parvus means small. The comparative and superlative degrees of parvus are irregular. Less is minor or minus, and least is minimus aum. Let's practice small, less, least. Please repeat in the neuter. Parvum minus minimum. What is the case of tempore? Tempus temporis is neuter third declension. Let's decline. Tempus, temporis, tempore, tempus, tempore. Tempore is dative. Now, if I hesitate, it's because, according to the rules, we are supposed to use the accusative or ablative for expressions of time not the dative. But who am I to correct Furia's Latin? Besides, if we peek ahead, we see a tempora with an ablative E. So we have proof that Furia could have used the ablative. So let's try the dative. How can we translate tempore minimo as a dative? Two or four the least time, or perhaps for a very short time. And what do you know? I let go of my inner Latin teacher, and what happened? Furia made sense. Please repeat. Cum quo vixi tempore minimo. With whom I lived for a very short time. Let's continue to the next two clauses, which will take us to the end of the first sentence. Please repeat. Et quo tempore? We were read de buimus. Amanumala di separati sumus. Et quo tempore. This is definitely an ablative of time when and at which time. We were de buimus. We were is a repeat of the verb wiwo. How do we translate we were? It's the infinitive to live. You should know de buimus too. Let's look for the stem debu in Devio's principal parts. Please repeat. Debeo, debere, debui, debitum. Stem? Perfect. But what does debio mean? To be supposed to. Can we translate debuimus in the perfect? We were supposed to. Supposed to what? We were. We were de buimus. We were supposed to live. Did you notice that weeksy was singular? I lived. But de buimus is plural. We were supposed to live. Furia shifted to the first person plural, thus including her deceased husband as part of the subject. Please repeat. Et quo tempora we were de buimus. Complete translation and at which time we were supposed to live. Then what happened? Please repeat. Amanumala di separati sumus. Manus manus, you know that word, we've chanted it. It means hand. 
Please observe that beautiful fourth declension ablative in long U. And mala means evil. The verb disapero is not standard Latin, but we can figure it out. Please repeat these standard parts. Separo, separare, separavi, separatum. Separo means separate, which is to divide. We can understand di separo to separate into two, which helps underscore the division of the two lovers. Can you translate the perfect passive, di separati sumus? We were separated. We can now finish the first sentence of the inscription. Please repeat. Et quo tempore, we were debuimus, amanu mala, di separati sumus. And at which time we were supposed to live, by an evil hand, we were divided. What sort of evil hand, you may ask? The hand of death, witchcraft, murder? Scholars differ, and you as Latin scholars who can read the text in the original Latin are invited to join the debate. Furia now comes to a request that she makes of the manes, more generally, that is, the collective of ancestral spirits to whose abode Lucius's own manes have now been gathered. Please repeat this petition, which constitutes the remainder of the inscription. Ita peto vos, mane sanctissimae, commendatum habeatis meum carum, et velitis fuic un indulgentissimi esse, horis nocturnis, ut eum viriam, et etiam me fato suadere vuelit, ut et ego possum, dulcius et celerius, aput eum pervenire. Let's get to work on the first phrase. Please repeat again. Ita peto vos mane sanctissimae. Did you notice the O in peto? Furia is back to the first person singular. Please repeat. Peto, petera, petiwi, petitum. Peto means beg, ask for, beseech. Furia begins with ita, a word that means thus. Ita represents a transition from Furia's statement of basic facts to a series of requests. Ita, in effect, says, in light of what I've just told you, peto, I'm begging you. O ancestral spirits, O manes sanctissimae. But what is sanctissimae? Sanctus aum means holy, sacred. What degree of the adjective is sanctissimae? Yes, superlative. So how do we translate? Most holy ancestral spirits. Furia addresses the ancestral spirits more generally. Oddly, she uses the feminine. Manes are otherwise masculine. In error? Perhaps. Fury will refer to the manes with a masculine adjective as well. Please settle down, my Latin pedants. Let Furious speak. Besides, it's easy to translate. Thus, 
I beseech you, most holy ancestral spirits. Please repeat. Ita peto vos mane sanctissimae. Now, verbs of requesting in Latin generally introduce a subordinate clause in the subjunctive that we interpret as a substantive clause of purpose. The whole purpose clause serves as the direct object of the main verb. What does Furia ask of the manes? Please repeat. Comendatum habiatis meum carum. Let's begin with the verb habiatis. It's a second person plural present tense subjunctive. This is primary sequence. Furia speaks and makes her request in the present. Habio habere means have, but also consider, deem. I beg you, most holy deceased spirits, that you should consider. Can we get a direct object? Let's try carum, my dear one, my beloved. And now we can fit in commendatum. Furia asks the manes to consider Lucius commendatum, which is to say recommended or entrusted to their care. Furia wants a good reception for her carum, her beloved Lucius. Please repeat. Ita peto vos, mane sanctissimae, commendatum habeatus mem carum. Translation, I thus beseech you, O most holy sacred ancestral spirits, that you should consider my beloved one commended to you. Furia then goes on. Please repeat. Et velitis huic indulgentissimi esse horis nocturnis. You remember the present tense subjunctive of the irregular verb wolo. Please repeat. Wellim, wellis, wellit. Wellimus, wellitis, wellint. By the way, Furia space doubles the L in wellitus, but we use the standard spelling in the guidebook. But what does wellitus mean after peto? I beseech. I beseech that y'all should wish. Can we find an infinitive to complete this wish? Esse. To be is the infinitive we want. Velitis esse. I beg that you should wish to be. To be what? Is there a nominative plural anywhere in the neighborhood that we might use to modify the subject, the you plural of velitis? How about indulgentissimi? Yet another superlative. What does indulgentissimi mean? Most indulgent, or better, most lenient, most gentle, most kind, most accommodating. And yes, as I confessed earlier, the manes, who were originally sanctissimi and feminine, have become indulgentissimi and masculine. Should we correct one or the other? Do we need to? We can make sense of the text as it stands. Where were we? Indulgentissimi. Y'all omanes should wish to be most lenient, huic. 
let's decline. Please repeat. Hik, hike, hok. Huyus, huyus, huyus. Huik, huik, huik. And stop. Case, dative singular. Two or for this one. Y'all omanes should wish to be most lenient to him. Horis nocturnis. Horis nocturnis is definitely ablative of time within which, during nocturnal hours, i.e., it est at night. Let's review. Please repeat. Ita peto vos. Mane sanctissimae. Commendatum habeatus meum carum. Et velitis week indulgentissimi esse. Horis nocturnis. And so I beseech you, O most sacred ancestral spirits, that you should consider my beloved commended to you, and that you should wish to be most lenient to him during nocturnal hours. If this sounds bizarre, the next purpose clause, also in the present tense subjunctive, explains ut eum widiam. Eum is a masculine accusative form of is ea id. Eum refers to Lucius, to him. Can we parse widiam? Person in number? First singular. Tense, voice, and mood? Present, active, subjunctive. Translation? I may see. Why should the manes be indulgent at night? Ut eum widiam. So that I may see him. Furia wants the manes to allow Lucius free movement at night so she can see him. In dreams, perhaps? That's another debate. But we do not have the time. Furia continues with another subjunctive request. Please repeat. Et etiam me fatos vadere velit. To what person has Furia shifted with wellit? We see the ending T. Now she's talking about Lucius. At etiam, and also, wellit. We just translated wellitis as y'all should wish. So how do we translate wellit? He should wish. Can we get a complementary infinitive? What should he wish to do? Swadere. Please repeat the parts. Swadio swadere. Swasi swasum. Swadio can mean persuade, but it also means to command or recommend. Furia wants Lucius to make a recommendation. Let's look at the whole clause. Please repeat. Et etiam me fato suadere velit. We have not translated me or fato. Let's fit them in. Fato is what look what it, it's what it looks like. Fatum fati means fate. Fato can't be accusative. So what or whom should Lucius wish to recommend? Our only potential direct object is the word me, which means me. Let's try fato as a dative indirect object. Lucius should wish to commend or recommend me, fato, me, to fate. Please repeat the whole phrase. 
Eretium me fato suare revelit. Translation, and also that he should wish to recommend me, me, to fate, fato. Yet another odd request, but Fury explains why in the next purpose clause. Please repeat, ut et ego possum dulcius et calerius apoteum pervenire. We begin with ut, which we can render as so that. The next word, et, we can translate as also, and then we hit upon ego, I, whose appearance is always emphatic, ut et ego, so that I too. Furia has shifted gears again. She was talking about Lucius, but she has returned to herself, ut et ego possum. Can you translate possum? First person, singular, present subjunctive of possum posse potui. I may be able. We need a complementary infinitive, and perwe nire is our only possibility. Please practice the parts. Perwenio, perwenire, perweni, perwentum. Which means to arrive. Ut et ego possum. Pervenire, so that I, too, may be able to arrive. Furia is apparently planning on a trip. Let's look at Dulcius et Calerius. These are, as you may recall, or have suspected, adverbs. Dulcius derives from the adjective dulcus dulce, which means sweet. The neuter accusative can be used as an adverb, so dulce means sweetly. But we have dulcius. Can we compare? Sweetly, more sweetly, most sweetly. Please repeat. Dulce, dulcius, dulcissime. Calarius works the same way. If keller means swift, how do we say more swiftly? Ituero, calarius. A put is an alternative spelling for a pud. We've seen it before, a preposition that takes the accusative and means with, but more along the lines of at the home of. It's equivalent to the French preposition chez, as in chez moi, at my place. In aum, this is the second time we've seen aum, it refers to Lucius, it means him. I put aum, thus means with him, or at his place. We're ready for the conclusion. Please repeat. Ut et ego possum, dulcius et calarius, aputeum pervenire, so that I may be able to arrive at his place more sweetly and more swiftly. Fury wants to join Lucius as quickly as possible. Let's do the whole petition one more time. Ita peta vos mane sanctissimae. I thus beseech you, O most holy ancestral spirits. Commendatum habiatus meum carum. That you may consider my beloved well recommended. Et willitis huic indulgentissimi esse horis nocturnis, ut eum vidiam. And that you should wish to be most lenient to him during nocturnal hours, so that I may see him. 
et etiam me fatos vadere velit, ut et ego possum dulcius acelerius apud eum pervenire. And also, that he should want to commend me to fate, so that I too may be able to arrive more sweetly and swiftly at his dwelling place. I chose this text, not because you are leaving me, but because it illustrates so many of the topics and forms we work through over the course of our 36 lectures. And because personally, I find it moving to listen to Furia's public expression of grief so directly across thousands of years. Without Latin, we would not have been able to listen so directly. And Furia's less-than-standard Latin offers an important lesson. Her Latin may not have been perfect, but we understood her. And we, whose Latin may never match Caesar's, can likewise understand quite a bit of Latin. We've come a long way. And with Latin, you can continue to explore a remarkably stable language with a continuous literary record that stretches back to 200 BCE and that continues to generate new vocabulary and produce new texts in, for example, the occasional papal press conference. Even after the fall of Rome, Latin remained the language of the learned. Scholars and poets produced new works through the Middle Ages and beyond. When Spain conquered the New World, poets described the scenes in Latin. As late as 1782, Rafael Landivar published his Rusticatio Mexicana, 15 books of Latin poetry describing the people and landscapes of Mexico and Guatemala. Even in the 20th century, universities were conducting seminars in Latin. My own dissertation advisor lectured on Roman religion in Latin. And Latin lives on, of course, in its, in its many modern variants and in English. But if you've made it this far, I reckon you already understand this and are wondering where to go, what to do alone, soli et soli, sine molinario estro, without your molinarius. Before you go, I do have some recommendations. You can find details in the bibliography in your guidebook. Composed after the Second World War for returning GIs, that is, for non-traditional adult language learners, Wheelock's Latin is hard to beat for review of grammar and syntax. And Wheelock's examples derive from authentic Latin texts, which renders them at once challenging and interesting. And if you look online, there's a whole industry that provides extra exercises. If, on the other hand, you'd like to try a classical author, I highly recommend using a transitional reader from the Legamus series. These readers are geared specifically for students who have studied forms in morphology, but have not had a great deal of experience reading extended passages in Latin. The series includes volumes dedicated to Caesar, Catullus, Cicero, Horace, Ovid, and Virgil. These readers review grammar and syntax through warm-up exercises, and then help students work their way through unadapted Latin passages with extensive notes and vocabulary. And I highly recommend acquiring the Teacher's Guide 
for whatever reader you choose, as it will provide the answers to the exercises, translations, and additional explanations. It's important for self-study students to have a way to check their work. And I would be remiss if I did not mention, once again, the Biblia Sacra Vulgata, Jerome's translation of the Bible into Latin, provides an excellent gateway. It's always helpful to know where the story is going, and help is available in the form of other translations. Heck, you can even download a Bible app onto your smartphone and compare Jerome's Latin with the original Hebrew or Greek, not to mention numerous modern translations. And let's not forget the web. Public domain Latin textbooks are yours for the downloading. And there's one website in particular deserving special mention. It's called the Perseus Digital Library. Perseus not only offers texts in Latin of most classical Roman authors, but also hyperlinks for each Latin word. A click on a word brings up a window that will parse the morphological possibilities. From there, readers can call up full dictionary entries. Additional links bring us to translations, grammars, commentaries. There are many other possibilities, of course, at least as many, I would reckon, as the kisses Catullus asked of Lesbia. Seek, and ye shall find, or as Jerome put it, quirita et invenietis. You have accomplished great things, and Latin is an addiction we can pursue, not only in longer Latin readings, but also in English, in the words and phrases we use every day. You, amici et amici, have been initiated into many secrets. Work may remain, but your hard-won skills abide. So think of this not as an end, but as the auspicious beginning of a journey, wherever that journey may lead. You have my many congratulations and my sincerest thanks. Molinarius vos salutat. Ita nunc, lingua latinae amatoris potestis omnes exire, ut linguam latinam discatis. Gratias vobis ago, curate ut valeatis, valete.